have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 121 of We Have a Hawk podcast where we talk all things film, TV and sometimes comic books. I'm your host Nicola. And I'm co-pilot Chris. And what is the title of this episode then Chris? This is the Jeff Goldblum episode. Sounds perfect. Mm. <laughs> so what are we going to be talking about in this Jeff Goldblum episode then Chris? Question well, mark. we've got Home of the Hawks so where we'll be talking about what we've been up to since the last episode. We'll be reviewing The World According to Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which is a show coming to Disney Plus I believe. Yes. Uh, later in the week? Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! We've got an interview with Daybreak leads Colin Ford and Sophie Simnett who play Josh Wheeler and Sam Dean. <laughs> Great name. must be a Winchester's brother. <laughs> it reference, must be right? right. Not sure, not sure. Um, got the winner of our New York trip giveaway, which is a Mario t-shirt and Yoshi Plus, plus Iron Man 4 convention special pop. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about our new competition details as well. Uh, which will be a Jeff Goldblum pop. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, specifically one of Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Yes, with the shirt and the... <laughs> <laughs> and then Hot Topics, your favourite Jeff Goldblum moment. Yes, just to round the Jeff Goldblumness off. Yes. Yes. So, let's kick things off with that Home of the Hawks. What have been watching, doing and reading and everything the past couple of weeks, then, Chris? What doing? We went to your sister's fluffiest birthday meal. We did, <laughs> at a carvery, which was interesting. <laughs> yes, you being vegan. I did yes. kind oh, of that shout was that so out, awkward. I? I was like, Chris... Well, the guy came over and was like, are there any... Dietary requirements. requirements. And uh, so I was like, celiac. Obviously, it's an important one. <laughs> then your mum's, was it your mum's had two vegetarians? I think so, yeah. And then I was like, out of me! Like, Chris, why did you do that? Uh, At a carvery? I know. <laughs> I was like, I immediately there, like, regretted no! it. Immediately. So, Shame on you. Apologies for that. <laughs> And then when I was getting my meat and stuff, there was a lady in there just chatting about it. Like, we don't get many vegans here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Apparently there is, there is a regular. There is a, a regular? A regular vegan. Really? Yeah. Why? Apparently. How, I don't know. How bizarre. Strange, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else did we get up to? You went to see a doctor sleep screening, or tried to. <laughs> I tried to see the doctor sleep screening, uh, but uh, all the trains in and out of Euston were closed. Yes. I was sitting on the train for like half an hour, like, why isn't this moving? I might leave in a minute. And At then... a certain point, you just had to go because. Well, you no, wait, have made it, I, yeah, right? true. Um, but yeah, just before, I think it was about five minutes before that, they were like, um, I'm sorry, this train has been terminated. Everyone was like, which was fine because we were obviously at rugby but then I felt really bad for anyone who was a bit further down the line because then they were stuck in rugby (laughs) poor people (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah it took my dad like uh, I think the train he was on the first one leaving Euston and left at like eight something very long night not something you enjoy doing yeah it's not ideal is it um fireworks yeah at the weekend it was the bonfire weekend bonfire night um, sure the, the fifth actually Tuesday this week I believe when right. this releases but, I mean, that um, was on a weekend, yeah right, obviously so. as well all the displays and stuff at the weekend and we're actually really lucky enough to live next door park which actually has the display yes <laughs> so it was amazing we just kind of stood in the garden sit, yeah, in the garden <laughs> yeah. and just watch them from the back garden so pretty convenient it was very convenient it? although I was a bit disappointed with it this year there was a lot of like rugby anthems on which mm. understandable but i do like a good film soundtrack yes to a I to agreed. a display and there wasn't any because last time there was like batman and and yeah. some other things and i can't remember but yes you're right <laughs> yeah, there's some really good things yeah unlimited screening tonight yes so I we're recording this on a sunday one, no you can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's the aeronauts isn't it um, right. which was at london film festival which i missed okay uh, so that's the main reason why i'm going to say really. well um three four stars okay. I, i've, I've read um and we have a secret screening tomorrow Ooh. which will be quite intriguing yeah, oh, they are the last one though was was it creep i think that's what uh, it was yeah. called cruel cruel, cruel. sorry with the cr- way, uh, alligator uh and that was the one where we walked in and <laughs> walked straight back out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do horror i'm so sorry um it's not i can understand but it's I mean, just some not some horror is okay like the the non-jumpy non, yeah true non like scary stuff with the ghosts and things mm. like the ring the psychological can't, can't ones that. as well yeah 
I've been working on my shed. I've been setting up like a YouTube type set type thing. Yes. For an as yet unnamed project. Actually, well, as named, I think you've named it, haven't you? Are not, you not revealing not anything? Reveal okay. Ooh, mystery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also been doing some, some stuff in our own sort of office podcasting space. Yes. It's a bit um, half finished at the yes. moment. <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, we've got some crap in here from the shed as well at the moment. So um... <laughs> We're kind of podcasting in a very small space <laughs> because the rest of it is all in the room. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Cool. So watching. Films. Cool. Yes. So, um, as well as Bonfire Night, it's been Halloween. It has. So we watched Casper. The friendliest ghost. What did you think of Casper? That's a bit rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, when I was obviously when I was younger, yeah, but was... watching it now, I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was right. fine. The next day, we watched Hocus Pocus because ofs. You have to watch Hocus Pocus, right? Yeah, it's a great. Film. It's just oh, like yeah. the best Halloween film ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. We saw. Yes. What did you think about this? I enjoyed it. I thought it was alright. I think okay. it it kind of didn't do anything to it. To groundbreaking yeah in terms of story really kind of just reset things mm. and then ultimately nothing really changed that much <laughs> yeah. um but maybe that's a good thing keep it quiet keep it basic a bit yeah so yeah i thought it was right what did you think yeah i, I enjoyed it i yeah. loved the leads i thought they were great was it grace i think she was the best one great seeing linda hamilton come back i thought she was pretty kick-ass that was good um and i also really enjoyed arnold schwarzenegger i thought he was rather funny yeah i enjoyed having him back was it carl is that his name? Carl, yeah. <laughs> he was like the uh, <laughs> blind man. I didn't quite understand. Carpets blind. So, obviously... Curtains. <laughs> curtains? Are you sure? I thought it was rugs. I, think it... oh, I don't know. Rugs? Yeah. But he then like, he was talking about curtains. really ties a room together. Yeah, it's true. Like but then he was talking about the little girl's curtains, and he was like, go butterflies, go do a print, don't go full colour. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I understand. agree Maybe with that. he was like but... a handyman. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't quite get the timeline. Like, uh, yeah, it was a bit confusing. Because obviously they stopped Judgment Day, but yes. now there's a new Judgment Day, essentially. Yes. So so they're pushing it down the road, they're kicking the can down the road. Yeah, that means, seems like. yeah, I mean, if they stopped it and then it was a new company, how come Sarah Connor was still fighting Terminators? Yeah, how comes there was still a T2 yeah. or whatever? Is that what he is? Mm. Yeah, but I guess he had already come back, had he? Yeah. So he was in the current timeline anyway. Oh, it's a bit timey-wimey for me. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's that, very I think Yeah. Yeah, no, ultimately I don't think they really changed too much. Like, yeah. It was basically the same storyline as one of the previous films, just with True. a different kind yeah. of hero, I guess. I mean, I think it was better than like uh, T3. It was pretty bad, That's let's terrible. admit it. Yeah. I really liked Salvation. You awful, hated it. That's awful fine. <laughs> uh, and then there was Genesis. I thought that was okay. That it was... Fine. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh, but it was probably the best of the, you know, the, the sequels to yeah. recalls or whatever it is. So yeah, that. that's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. What else? Uh, you watched The Shining. I watched The Shining. Ooh. So, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to admit, gonna I've never seen down. The Shining okay. before. <gasps> I was like, it's like the best horror film ever. I've and I don't really. It. I haven't yeah. Obviously, everyone's seen the Here's Johnny. Because yeah, yeah. um, it's pretty iconic. The iconic bits. Yeah. Sure. So, I started watching it. I think I watched the longer version and didn't realise. <laughs> So oh. I watched. Um, so I watched about the first half an hour at work, and I was like, "This is actually kind of boring. What's going to mm. happen?" It is one of those older films that's just a little bit slower than sort of current films. Yeah, definitely. It's got like a slower pace than like modern films, I would say. Let's cut some cuts. In, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so I was going to watch the rest of it. <laughs> Start watching the rest of it in bed. Couldn't watch it on the big TV, so I had to watch it on you know a small phone right in front of my eyes uh fell asleep halfway through woke up and it was the horrible <laughs> oh terror bit oh it was not nice not nice <laughs> it was like i woke no, up i was that. like what oh, is happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> am I in The Shining? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it was really good, but oh, there's a bit right at the end with the photo, and it just it boggled my brain, and I need to know more now. But yeah, I think that was everything, so TV? Oh, no, there's one more thing. Oh, one more thing, okay. Lady in the Tramp screening. Oh, screener. yes. We, we've got a few screeners for Disney+. Plus mm-hmm, Through GWW, thank you. Yes, and we were very interested in mostly just Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, but obviously. <laughs> we saw Lady on Tramp was on there, so we sort of started watching that. Yeah. We didn't watch it for very long, Mm-mm. let's just put it that way. <laughs> I thought it was fine at the start. Yeah, oh, it was lovely at the start, You're learning about it? the family, like, oh, you're learning about the, the, the dog puppy and everything. And... But then it starts talking. Oh, 
it's like it turns into a horror film or something. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. Uh, it was just very jarring. And yeah. For that reason, you're out. For that reason alone, <laughs> yes, I'm out. <laughs> out of your dragon's den pitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for, some of the some of it's okay. Uh, you know, the I can't remember what dog it was, like a like a bloodhound or something, and that looked fine because it looked mm. quite natural. But the main character dog, it just didn't. It, yeah, not quite right. Is it? Mm, not quite right. Got the whole uncanny valley yeah, very much movie so. thing. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, TV, TV yes. yes. Uh, Jack Ryan. This yes. Is quite a big one, I guess. It is, yeah. Season two. What did you think? Do we do we tell them story time quickly? Let's do story time quickly. Yes. Uh, we had screenings for this. <laughs> and we forgot about them until right. like the Monday before it was out. So it was supposed to be out last Friday. Right. We, we started binging them. We started binging them on Tuesday. Right. Watched, <laughs> what? We watched most of it. We were we were getting ready to finish them on the Thursday night so we could yeah. get a review out really quickly before it was released on Friday. They dropped it a day early, didn't they? Didn't they? So, oh, oh well. So that, that happened. Happens, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. What but did anyway, you think of the series? Um, oh, it really wasn't as good as the first one, was it? No, it wasn't. It's mm. a shame. I, I think visually it was good. Yeah, I think production values yeah, and, value and visual effects and explosions good. and stuff. I think it was just really lacking on the story and the, yeah. the dialogue in some ways. I think that's like the fundamental is you got to get that right first. And yeah. they, I don't think they, they nailed it. It also just wasn't super coherent. Like, uh, no. At times I was asking what the hell's going on here. <laughs> they didn't really establish scenes properly and kind of make you understand what's happening. Yeah. And they were about like three plots at one time, wasn't there? And it was like, this this just doesn't... I'm, I'm okay with that cohesive. as long as... Yeah, as long as you set it up and make sure you understand what's going on because I just felt like it was unclear what was, what was happening, really. Yeah. I didn't understand why there were these people in the jungle. And yeah, that was what a bit that weird. What was about, really. And, and the whole new me repays thing and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where did that go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it it was just, a bit... Yeah, a bit half-hazard. Not quite bit finished. Haphazard. Sorry. Shall we move on to Watchmen? Yes, we should. So we watched episode one and two of Watchmen, which is currently screening on HBO and Sky Atlantic. So my thoughts so far. Yes. Uh, very undecided on the first episode. I thought, oh, mm, I'm not was, sure if um, this is for me. It was very intense. Very intense. It was a little bit close to the bone. Yes. Very sub- subverting, like superhero genre as well. There wasn't much mm. superhero-ness in it, was there? No, that's true. But then I guess Watchmen is more like vigilantes more than superheroes, Yeah, isn't true. Because it? it's kind of outlawed, isn't Except it? Except for that one guy, Dr. Manhattan, mm. who has actual powers. Okay. He's on the moon. Correct? I mean, Mars. Sorry, it's do, fine. do some of them have powers? Yeah, some of them have powers. Okay. Yeah. I did read it at one point, but I've, I've <laughs> uh, So yeah, I think both of us <laughs> were a bit like, oh, not sure... It was definitely a HBO series. Yes. And I, I felt like it was good quality and stuff. Yeah. I was just a little bit unsure, like, the storyline and everything. It didn't really fit with, like, the actual graphic novel and, and the original mm, it's film, did it? It's it? very different. Yes. Yeah. It's... But obviously times have changed. It reflects the main Yeah, because that one was more of... about Cold War and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, but the atomic this is kind of threat. more modern. Yes. Except so... it's not. When is it set? Well, no, it is set in modern times, but it's like an alternate reality. They've got like pages uh, okay. and, and yeah. things. Um, so it is, yeah, it's the whole race thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It feels a bit too, ooh, can you really, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, you have to you have to keep these, you have to remember. Yeah, true. You? you can't just brush these things under the rug exactly. and pretend they never happen because I mean, then it might happen again. That's true. And it's shone a light on the Black Wall Street. Yes. Thing which yeah. I never knew about, like whatsoever, really and it was awful. And I actually looked into it afterwards. So I guess there's reasons. So reasons, yeah. yeah. But episode two, I thought was brilliant. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, much more. It felt much more structured and and starting to lay out more of a, a clear storyline. I think. Yes. Yeah. Because like the first one, it just kind of threw you in it, didn't it? Yeah. Like, what, like what's actually happening? Okay. Uh, big tragedy <laughs> things. Uh, massive action. Not quite sure. Yeah. Second yeah. one gave you a, like trip feet, trip fed a lot more answers and and started it started making more sense. And right. I absolutely love Jeremy Irons as Ozymandias. Oh, how do you say his name? Ozymandias. Uh, yeah. I think he's brilliant. That that is just absolutely bonkers. That side like plot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. great because we actually sort of predicted something, didn't we? We were like, hmm, uh, and it kind right. of came to light. So yes. we were like, oh, okay, I can kind of understand where they're going with this now. Mm. So yeah, I'm actually very intrigued for season th- uh, episode three. Yeah, definitely, uh, Mr. Robot. Yes. 
batshit episode. Sorry. Very strange it, episode. It deserved a... Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the most out there episode yet, which was saying <laughs> which something, is saying something. Robot. Yeah. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not sure it was really my kind of episode. Yeah, I'm not sure what the point of it was. It kind mm. of kept going round and round, really, didn't it? Yeah, I feel like I need to read into it. There's always like a, a subtle layer to it that sometimes you need to... Like it's it's, it's edging up to something, isn't yeah. it? It's not quite clear. But it's done that a few times, this show, where mm. it's kind of revealed something later on and you're like, oh... Oh, now it makes sense. Oh. <laughs> like when he was in prison. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. That's very clever. Mm. Yes. Uh, very good. Enjoying that. Yep. Looking forward to more. Um, obviously, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. We yes. watched. We'll talk about that shortly. Mm-hmm. We watched a thing on Netflix called uh, Inside Bill's Brain. Yes. So, the first two episodes of three. Yes. And it's just about Bill Gates. Just yes. about Bill Gates. It's about Bill Gates. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> and his kind of, yeah, his story growing up and starting Microsoft and kind of people he met and, along the way and his yeah. family and stuff like that. And, and his, his philan- philanthropy. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm. Looking forward to watching the last one of those. Very sad in places as well. Yeah, but I feel like there's very few of these kind of people that are actually looking yeah. at solving the world's problems. Well, true. Because uh, I was saying I'd love to be a philanthropist. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. Uh, but I need the money first. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You need to get rich first. Yes. And then you can help people, right? True. I don't know if that's... Okay. <laughs> I've cut that out. <laughs> uh, so we've been watching Daybreak on we Netflix. Have. We've watched three episodes. We have. Uh, you are very undecided. <laughs> I am, yes. I do feel it's very much a teen drama i mean i really like some of the ideas some of the visuals for as soon as i saw it i thought this has kind of got a bit of a scott pilgrim kind of vibe the way they're doing some of these shots and the way he was walking off and then appearing somewhere else (laughs) It it was quite clever and i really enjoyed that but i feel like the show itself i don't know that it's got much to say and it's not particularly deep, and it's a little bit. I feel like bit we're possibly just a bit too old for it. If maybe. that makes sense, I feel like it is a bit more sort of Gen Z. Gen Z, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but maybe yeah, a bit more for the CW crowd. Ooh. Do you think? Maybe. Uh, that was obviously a bold. <laughs> I apologise. Um, yeah. Yes, that's what I'll say well, about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm watching more. We're we, going to watch it more. I might do. I think it's quite interesting. A couple more episodes. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. Deadpool, but times 20, with the whole breaking possible? the fourth wall. And... Oh. Yeah, there's definitely some breaking the fourth wall. And yeah. it does some interesting things with the camera and stuff, which I like, but yes, I'm not sure about the actual content. So, yeah. Yeah. Quickly, strictly, Bake Off. <laughs> yes. And the Rugby World Cup. Um, mm. That New Zealand game. Yeah. You actually watched it. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a good game, actually. Yeah. Things were happening. You know? It was interesting. There were tries. Oh, England were fantastic. And sure. Then... And then the South Africa game. <laughs> yeah. What the hell happened? It just stopped starting and playing for penalties and everything. You showed me a gift that was like Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Pointing at everyone. <laughs> yeah. You get a penalty. penalty. You, you get, get a penalty. penalty. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was a little bit sort of like oh, I just want to, to me, do something else now. That's not rugby. You don't play for penalties. You I play mean, for the game. It's allowed. It's oh. part of the game. No, I know, but it's just I don't. It doesn't feel right. I Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, fair play. They were, they definitely outplayed England, but I didn't like the way that they did it. Mm, yeah. uh, at least they scored a few more tries in the second half, and it felt a bit more rugby-like. But meh. Yeah. <sighs> it seems like you win based on the referee's decisions on the day. Exactly, than, and it's it's actual... it's not very impartial. Anyway, we lost. <laughs> well, we got silver. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Um, um, Baker final. Oh yeah. What did sure. you think? What did I Shocker. Mmm. Land again. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, the bloke, the bloke, the bloke you swooped to? in. Oh, yeah, sure. are we can Spo- spoilers <laughs> if you <laughs> haven't. Sorry. <laughs> We're giving it away now. Yeah. There's only one bloke, wasn't there? True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Blokey one. I was so bad with their names. It, yeah, I mean, on the day, he was much better. The, oh, the women let us down. Mm. What is wrong with They both just that, kind that of... one that had got... Steph? Starbaker. Steph. Yes. Yeah. Or Claude, a.k.a. Claudia Winkleman. She absolutely Winkleman. fell apart, she? Oh, she, It I was hers like, to win, you know? That's the thing. Like, I think she went into it knowing she was going to win. She did in England. Yeah, that is what she did. Not knowing she was going to win, but knowing she... She, she, it was she hers had to it lose, there exactly, right? and so that just adds pressure. 
Yeah. Whereas the other guy, he hadn't really won Starbaker that he much. He was like the underdog. He was the underdog, so yeah. he could just go into it a bit more calm. True. I'm probably not going to get it anyway, so let's just give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I think that does make a lot of difference, your kind of mm. attitude going in. But yeah, it was all right. Yeah. But strictly, <laughs> uh, shocker, um, Will is is not there anymore. Oh, that's a shame. But his last dance was so good. It I was. I quite like that he went out on that one, really. He went way. out with style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's one to remember, that mm. one, honestly. Anyway, cool. let us move on to trailers really quickly. Oh, quickly. I've just been watching some um, <laughs> CW trash, as Chris called it. <laughs> I never called it. Did I call it that? Possibly. I don't know, possibly. Uh, so I've been watching last season of Arrow, uh, some of The Flash, some of The Batwoman. I'm a little bit behind, but I'm very much enjoying the Arrow. I think that's really good. Okay. I'm starting to warm to Batwoman a bit more. Uh, Supergirl, no. <laughs> we <laughs> just, just, no. Want, just no. We watched the Corridor, Corridor crew uh, reaction. Yeah. <sighs> So funny. Oh man, I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing when there's a moment where she's obviously jumping in to like stop a bullet or something, but yeah. they've filmed it so she's there's a crash mat or something. Yeah. But they've got to a certain point in the jump and then they've just freeze framed it <laughs> and they've just animated her off to the side. And it's and like, her hair stays the same yeah. position. It's just yeah, her hair stays the same position. It looks so silly. It's just really funny. Oh, it's, it's it made so, me laugh. It's so funny. Um, and also Titans, which is very, very good. Um, but meh, I didn't like the last episode. Uh, let's be honest. Okay. Okay. Trailers. Trailers. So there's been a Witcher trailer. So the Witcher. Mm. Yes. Just watch the trailer. The main trailer. Yes. The main trailer. What do you think? I'm very excited for this. Okay. I, I, as we know, we all, I love fantasy. Yep. Uh, so after Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, there's like a, a hole in my heart. Um, and, and this looks like it may fill it. It looks very exciting. It looks very epic. It looks um, big battles and different settings. It, yeah. But I'm not sure what the story's actually about. Right, right. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I... Plus, oh, he's very much a man beast, isn't he? <laughs> <In this. laughs> it's like, Ooh. You're attracted to the man. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I like the fantasy. I like that it looks more fantasy than a lot of the fa- like. It's more fantasy than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, actually Fireballs and fireballs. things going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's actual um, magic. Oh, and there's stuff. like um, ee, beasties. Beasties. Uh, <laughs> sure. Also, um, they've given a character some purple eyes, and the Targaryens were supposed to have purple eyes, but they were like, "No, that's too fantasy. We're not going to do that." So, <laughs> okay, instant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, just watching it, it kind of gives me that vibe of like uh, Merlin do you remember that show it's like a BBC <gasps> really? show yeah, like BBC a higher, I know slightly higher <laughs> budget version of Merlin it okay. kind of feels a bit like actually from, from that trailer His Dark Materials is on tonight I'm very excited for oh, that excited and that's that. BBC slash HBO so yeah. eat looks your like word well, that looks decent yeah so, um, yeah <laughs> I liked Merlin okay it wasn't particularly big budget but it was the right. Anyway, let's continue. Okay, sorry. Um, there was a trailer, um, a Diablo 4 announcement trailer, a game trailer. Chris's favourite game? So Diablo 2 is my favourite game of all time. And I'm very excited for Diablo 4. Um, they've gone for a really dark tone. It I watched terrifying. Riker playing through some of this um, sample gameplay at BlizzCon as well. <laughs> and yeah, just really feels like the spiritual successor to Diablo 2. So I'm really excited about it. So let me get this straight. Did you not like Diablo 3? I like Diablo play, uh, play, oh. <laughs> I like Diablo three. I still play it quite a lot. Mm. Um, I play the seasons occasionally, but it is it, at the end. You get to the end game, and then like the main game isn't really what you play. It, oh, okay. You play, I mean, the first time I played it, it was good, I guess. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, but then the kind of main game, Diablo three, is sort of the end game. You get to the end, and then it becomes sort of a farming simulator where you're trying to just clock up levels and get to right. higher grade rifts and. It kind of gets away from reality a little bit, um, but yeah, it's 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 a good game. But I really like Diablo two, and I just clocked up so much time playing that back in my school days, like <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's just got a real nostalgia factor for me. And they're bringing back like Diablo two cl- classes. So the sorceress was my favorite class. Um, they've got the druid is back, and he can turn into like bears and things. And Not really the excited. wow druid though. No, it's. It's darker. You were you impressed. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were watching it, sure. Um, so there's some things like the Stone of Jordan is back. That was one of the legendaries from Diablo 2. I think it's in Diablo 3 as well. But it seemed like when it dropped, I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. Um, runes are back. So you can you have runes. You can make rune words and things. So that's going to be cool. Um, skills have have their own progression tree again. Which, yeah. 
That's on your side. Um, Chris is very excited. The one the one thing that I really want, because I feel like one of the things that made Diablo 2 so great was it had this it had almost like its own economy. So you, when you when things dropped, you could trade them. You could go into games with two people and trade them. In Diablo 3, they kind of put a stop to all that. I guess they want to stop any kind of, like, I don't know if it's monetization or just people scamming each other. Oh, okay. But yeah. they, whenever something drops, you can only trade it to someone that you were playing with at the time right. for an hour. And it really locks down that whole experience. You can't share any gold with anyone or anything like that. And I just think that's a real shame. And I just would really like it if uh, if you could if you could have that economy again. I mean, uh, even if people are getting scammed and stuff, I think that's okay. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's better to that. learn that in a game. Yes. At like 12 or something, than get scammed in real life and actually lose some real money or something. I think they should just drop all that kind of account bound nonsense and just <laughs> right. let you trade your gear because... Yeah, I just, I found that was a big part of it. The items, the item, kept finding all the good items was kind of like the big thing for me in Diablo 2. So rather than just the constant levelling and constant progression, I liked hoarding. Okay. I was a hoarder. <laughs> I liked to get the good items. Well, looking at this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a... Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for this. They, they did say, like, um, they said in terms of timeline, it's not even going to be blizzard soon <laughs> what does that, that was mean like the quote it's not even going to be blizzard soon so, so years it's going to be years but i I'm, I'm quite excited about that because it means because blizzard enjoyed with activision and then things started to change like company culture started to change blizzard was always quite a slow burn like they'd take their time on a game and really perfect it so you had to wait ages for it yeah but at the same time that was really good because you knew you were getting a good product at the end of the day whereas activision was like make things quickly get them done and out and like many many iterations on a series very quickly mm. so i'm excited for them to go back to being more like blizzard again hopefully but we'll see we'll see what happens with that cool yes that's that's that then. That's... <laughs> that's that boom okay <laughs> so shall we uh should we talk about good old jeff goldblum let us let's see a theme song the world according to jeff goldblum it's about things like ice cream Gaming. <laughs> Tattoos. Ow! Bicycles. I'm sort of fascinated by a lot of things. Ah, there we go. That's our show, Drive Safely. <laughs> so as announced back in D23 Expo earlier in August this year, uh, we had... A couple of shows that were going to kick things off for Disney Plus, the new streaming service. And one of them was The World According to Jeff Goldblum. So there were quite a lot. There was a, there was a Marvel one. There's a um, Lady and the Tramp film. Yes. Uh, a couple more. Uh, but this one really stood out for me. I don't and know about the, you. Yes, clearly the biggest one on there as far as uh, yeah, I'm concerned. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically this is a 12-part um, Disney Plus slash National Geographic sort of travel docuseries yes. uh, with Jeff Goldblum as the host. Uh, and yeah, tell me a little bit more about it, Chris. Well, that's it, really. He travels around and he tackles a topic in each episode. So mm-hmm. like sneakers or jeans. Yes. Was it jeans or denim? Or denim. denim. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, t- he tackles a topic and it's just like we go on this journey with him learning about this item and... And the kind of fandom around it as well. Yeah, also cultural impact. Yeah, a little um, bit of sort of history and stuff like that. It's yeah. interesting. So it's sort of, it's a bit weird or wonderful really, isn't it? So it's like the stories and the history behind like everyday objects. Yeah, um, so it's so, a bit like Carl Pilkington's An Idiot Broad, if you've seen well, that one. Well, he also did The Moaning of Life as well. Is that what I meant? I think that's, that's possibly what, what yeah. Where yeah. he travels to different cultures and, and um, asks them the questions about, like, love, yeah. death, um, just random topics. He t- yeah, he has a topic. It's kind of like he, that. Yeah, I guess those are, like, more wider topics, <laughs> yeah. larger this, ones. Maybe. This is, like, ice cream. Yeah, and it's a little sneakers. bit more... <laughs> Niche? It's, it's easier. They're <laughs> yeah, not hard true. Not the topics. big questions. Right, yeah. they're not big questions. And it's more optimistic as well. And it's more kind of just friendly. and Yeah. You know, whereas Carl Pilkington's moaning about <laughs> thing. This is more of a, oh, I'm excited. Tell me more. What's yeah. going on? That's yeah. kind of Jeff, how Jeff Goldblum is. Isn't exactly. It? Which is great. Yeah. So we watched the first four episodes, didn't we? We did. Yes, we had screeners for these. Um, obviously, I said before, it's going to be 12 parts. Um, but the first four that we um, discovered... Uh, along with him uh, was the history of like sneakers, uh, tattoos, denim, 
and ice cream. So right. particularly crazy topics. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Very random. Uh, so what did you think about each one then, Chris? Right, which one are we talking about first? Uh, so Should we just go through them? Yeah, let's quickly go through them. So the first thing I, I said was sneakers. Sneakers, yes. yeah. It was interesting seeing, because in a lot of these episodes, you went to like a convention. <laughs> yeah. And there's a convention for like so much for stuff everything, yeah. yeah. And people were selling shoes for ridiculous prices. And they all had like dollars on them. Yeah. <laughs> which was crazy. Cash money, cash money. Yeah. Uh, and people were just going around buying like a whole array, like a whole stack of these shoes. Like, what? what how much do you want to pay? Like $650 each or something like that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it was really interesting. I never really thought about them as these sort of commodities, really. Mm. I always liked shoes. I have some shoes. You do have shoes. I have shoes. <laughs> yes. I have previously bought shoes that I liked. But I never really thought about them as commodities. I certainly wouldn't spend more than like £100 on a pair of shoes, I don't mm. So. No, it was very interesting, wasn't it? And yeah. then I think he went on to do a couple of other things. Like um, he tried out an unboxing channel, <laughs> didn't he? Which was quite fun. Yes. Um, and then he uh, he had his own uh, yeah, sneakers. Was, uh, so he went on to someone else's unboxing channel. He did. And did like which a, was, did quite that was quite funny. Yeah. I wonder if that's actually on YouTube. Yeah. It's going to be, right? I would have thought so. Otherwise, how do you get that? Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and he had like a designer guy actually design him some custom shoes, didn't he? Which I was Which... surprised how they looked in the end, really. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really feel like that was Jeff. But Bond they're worth so much money. It's yeah. bonkers. It's bonkers. I mean, you put a lot of time into them and stuff, and you're a well-known artist. I guess it's like anything arty, isn't it? It's, like, yeah. it's all subjective. It's like True. you're willing to pay for something. Mm. Mm. Okay, next we've got tattoos. Now, for me, I found this one the most interesting, yeah, possibly. Maybe. Because I think it has like the most sort of cultural impact, really, doesn't it? Because tattoo means a lot of things to different people. Yeah. Um, he went to Hawaii and he found out a bit more about... Because obviously tattoos mean a lot in uh, the Pacific Islands. Right. And that was really, really interesting. It felt very uh, Moana-esque. Yeah, yeah. I really love the stories cool. and what the tattoos mean and yes. everything. They have different meanings. And, and they have different types of doing it as well. Because yeah. uh, over there they do like the actual original way of doing tattoo where they you have like a stick with a like a flint on it or yeah. something or some, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, oh that looks very painful <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. Uh, he went to a tattoo convention. He did, another convention, yeah. yes. Uh, but possibly my personal highlight, we're not going to dive in too much into no, no, yeah. these, uh, but he went back to Pittsburgh, so where he was actually from, and they have a Jeff Goldblum day, and it was just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he walks into like a bar, wasn't it, or something? Or it was a tattoo parlour. A tattoo parlour. Yeah. Is it? Okay. And, I, think, um, I think so. I'm not sure. Maybe both. <laughs> you can do both sure yeah he just walks in and it's like Jeff Goldblum day and he shows up and everyone's like yay it was good, it was good <laughs> yeah. and then he actually he helped make a tattoo on someone yeah which is nice yeah especially if it's a Jeff Goldblum tattoo to and have Jeff Goldblum actually exactly get involved in you'd it you'd remember that for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> right next we've got Denim I can't really remember this episode did you uh, fall asleep by chance um, uh, maybe I don't know <laughs> there were some weird bits in this like he went to a guy that scavenges like old buildings. Oh, and stuff. no, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And they were worth a lot of money. For old work, because it was originally like denim jeans and stuff. It was like cowboys and stuff. Well, yeah, wasn't it was it? working material. So he was looking for like really Scraps. old used pairs of Levi's and stuff. Yeah. That he could. I don't know if he was selling them. Or... I don't know. But Is it like another lot, collectible items? Yeah, he was saying there was one which only had the pocket on one side or something like that. Yes, and it was like the worth, Holy Grail, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> because they only made them before a certain time, so you yes. know they're really old, and yeah. there's only like 12 in the world or something left uh, in one piece. I mm. guess one piece? They're all pretty worn, aren't they? <laughs> True. But it's really, yeah, it really interesting. Very fascinating. Collectors get yeah. involved in jeans and stuff. Uh, and the last one we watched was about ice cream, which... I, I really enjoyed that one. I thought that was good. He met with uh, the owners of Ben and Jerry. And yes. you found out something quite fascinating, didn't you? Uh, I'm not going to say anymore because you, you want to go on the journey yourself. Right. right. Uh, but that I, that in- interview, was it was very interesting for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you. Um, and then he actually went in an ice cream truck with a, with a lady, didn't he? <laughs> and went to like a little, um, was it a 50s sort of gathering? Yes. I think. Yeah. I can't remember what that was all about. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really remember this. But there were special flavours of ice cream, like retro ones. Yeah. So they went to a 50s uh, meetup where right. they dressed up. Right. And yeah. then they sort of asked them about what their flavours were. And, yeah. And, and there was a sherbet The lady could say, sherbet? yeah, the type of person that was buying it from the, the flavour that they were getting kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Cool. So um, that's 
pretty much it. So yeah. what were your thoughts about it then, Chris? Overall thoughts, two thumbs up from me, rating-wise. Um, I love Jeff Goldblum, which helps. <laughs> yes. I mean, you probably need to like the guys who enjoy this show, I would yeah, say. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, and then seeing him grapple with these topics and kind of going on the journey with him. Yeah. Um, his reactions and just his optimism is just really infectious mm. to me. Yeah, I can't wait to see the rest of the 12 episodes. This is exactly my kind of... Up your street, is it? Yeah, my kind of doctor. <laughs> your cup of tea. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. It's cool. Uh, and I've got to say, they're actually only 30 minutes each, so we just, like, ate them all up, didn't we? We got gobbled them. them up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it didn't feel 30 minutes at all. I just, I was absolutely fascinated. Like, I know it's the most random topics, but, like, the actual history behind them and stuff was really, really fascinating. Uh, I love Jeff Goldblum, as you said, as well. And I, I really liked how he had this, like, actual genuine interest in people as well. I think that's really great. Yeah. And he was like, tell me more, sort of thing. And yeah. he could really, there was a real rapport there. I thought that was great. And I just love the way he's just so quirky and whimsical. He's very that, endearing, yeah. isn't he? he is, so he is. it's such a nice ride, isn't it? I mean... What's the word to describe him? He's a bit... Um, eccentric? He's a bit, eccentric. He's a bit of an eccentric yeah. character. Yeah. There's no one like Jeff Goldblum, really, no, is there? He's, he's, he is one individual person. The <laughs> most individual yeah. you can be, I think. Um, for me, I think this was just a bit of a breath of fresh air. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. It's just... It's a bit rubbish at the moment, isn't it? Brexit and <laughs> we lost the World Cup. But this is really nice. And yeah. it's just it's just one of those, like, feel-good... Sort of escapism kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. So if you're feeling down, just put it on and I'm sure you'll cheer. Okay, you'd be cheered up. Yes. So for that, two big things up from me. Whoop, whoop. So who's joining us as a special guest this week then, Chris? Right, we've got the new show Daybreak out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the leads, Colin Ford and Sophie Simnett. They play Josh Wheeler and Sam Dean. Which probably is a supernatural reference, right? Probably, maybe. Probably. Uh, yeah, so this is all about sort of the zombie apocalypse, but not quite zombie apocalypse. Yeah, uh, it's got a bit of a teen vibe because yeah. all the all the adults have um, turned into <laughs> ghoulies. Yes. Who just walk around aimlessly and repeat the last thing that they were thinking when mm. they were alive. Which can be very funny. Yes. Yes. So if you're a fan, I really hope you do enjoy. And if not, go check out Netflix. It. Go check out Netflix. Uh, it's a very small independent streaming <laughs> platform. Uh, go check out Daybreak, uh, which is streaming now on Netflix. Mm. So enjoy. Enjoy. Well, uh, our readers are aspiring actors. Okay, and they cool. submitted some questions for you guys. Oh, and amazing. One of them is, you know, how do you get on Netflix? How did you guys hear about these parts? Well, um, I have an agent and a manager. And so when, uh, when I... I got a breakdown email that, you know, I had an audition, but, um, you know, for someone who is trying to break into the industry, I would suggest that, you know, they, they get with an agent and a manager. That's, you know, who sends me my appointments, so. Um, so, because I'm based in London, um, I've, like, I mean, go from the big, like, beginning of how to get there, I guess, yeah. would be, you know, I did, like, a lot of my own work, like, thinking films and theatre and stuff, and, you know, all of all of the the networking, you know, meeting people, going to the theatre, you know, meeting people at functions, whatever, um, snowballs into meeting agents and meeting people who are interested and believe in you and have seen you act and that. And so, like, to cut them too short, you know, you go through a couple of rubbish agents or whatever, and got to my agent I'm with now, who's fantastic, and then did some English work, and then eventually got an American manager when it got a bit more international, and got the audition through um, him. Um, and I self-taped it um, from England and then got the job. Someone hired me somehow, and so now I'm here. <laughs> um, so it was like break the fourth wall, kind of. Yeah. Which is shown a lot in the trailer. What's that like? Um, it's it was new for me, <clears throat> not something that I'd ever done before. Um, it's interesting. The f- the first time I spoke with uh, Matthew for the first time uh, <clears throat> we had a scene together and I think it was him that said that broke the ice and said hey so like what's um, what's breaking the fourth wall like like what's talking to camera like and I was like oh it's really interesting you know I'm 
getting used to it. One of the weirder things about it is the fact that you can see yourself in the reflection of the lens. And before I could even say, like, before you can see yourself, he was like, the, the fact that you can see yourself in the lens. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, that, that's, how do you know? He's like, that was one of the things that I had to, to get over as well. So it was interesting to see that, like, he dealt with the same thing that I was dealing with at the beginning. But um, it was, I really like it. I think it's a nice way to invite the audience on like the journey that we're coming on to kind of set up the show and explain the way because this apocalypse is different than most apocalypses so it kind of uh, sets up the world that we live in. How did you guys prepare for the world? Did you watch a lot of apocalyptic movies? Or? I, I like I, I hadn't I, I, I love all kind of films but it, apocalypse and zombies was never something that like immediately like attractive to me um, and I wanted to go into this really fresh like and <laughs> I don't think I was ready for when like we turned up on set and there's like 200 school kids dressed as like ghouly jocks right. like <laughs> running around with like knives coming out of their elbows and stuff and like golf sticks um, so like that kind of stuff is is crazy but um, I mean we've it's high school we've all been there and it was interesting to go back and we were just talking about like when we stepped onto the set, they built this high school. You know, so much of it was done for us. Like, you know, we were there already in the world. We're in Albuquerque. We're in the like the full desert where the apocalypse would be most sort of brutal. Absolutely, it was definitely easy to escape in the scenario that the crew created for us. I mean, mm. they created such a beautiful set for us. Such. Um, you know, amazing costumes from, from Michael Ground, our costume designer. To so it was really easy to kind of once, you know, the cameras were all set and we were in this apocalyptic environment. It was easy to like press play and just kind of play. Yeah. I'll say. Um. I think that, you know, Sam and Dean, they deal with, <laughs> Sam and Dean, like, it's their duty, like, it's their job to, you know, save the world, or at least they think it is, you know, especially after their father's left. Um, whereas Josh, I feel like, <clears throat> when he's plopped into the apocalypse, he's he's able, to, he's, he's goes from being a C person, a C student, uh, uh, an average guy in school, to being the best version of himself. Uh, and I think that's kind of the shift, you know. Sam and Dean are always striving to, to be, to, to save the day, to save the day, and I feel like Josh just wants to fit in. So I, I think that where um, Sam and Dean are much more leaders in their own right, Josh is a leader uh, by his, his peers would call him a leader, but I don't think that he would ever self-describe himself as a leader. So I think that's where they're a little bit different. I think that he's a little more timid, and when the apocalypse comes, he just wants to be—he just wants to find Sam and live the best version of his life that he can live. But it's interesting that the, the wants of Josh, as much as he changes before and after the apocalypse, his needs of like just wanting to fit in doesn't. Right. So it's kind of like showing how you adapt to that in a different environment. It's like a basic idea of change absolutely like in, a, in an apocalypse no no yeah I think that you know he has like an like you know, he wants to fit in somewhere he wants to have a home and it takes other people being like hey we're here we want to be part of your family for him to be like oh oh I could this this could be home for me journey it just goes in a way that we had no idea like we were getting the scripts whilst we were filming and we were like all phoning each other like you episode eight like do you know what happens like, this is crazy and um it's nice to know that each character gets their own story told in the episodes mm -hmm. so that's something definitely to look forward to I think. yeah um i'm trying to think of something to tease i was gonna say like i was gonna say like <laughs> you might get one you know, yeah, like you never know what might happen to someone if they get bit by a ghoulie. I think we're going to say the same thing. I think we're going to say the fact that <laughs> oh, we know. it's 
Well, but it's just never seen anything we've, not like anything that yeah. we've ever seen before. There's nothing like it out there. The only way to describe it when people ask me, and, and quickly, I give them like three movie titles. I'm like, Mad Max, Zombieland. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah. which don't, which, yeah, which like don't go together. Well, that's it's it, you know it's genre bending, right? Like it's you know it's a coming of age story, it's a samurai saga, it's a comedy, it's a drama, it's an action film. You know, it's got a like a pulsating score. It's like it does have everything. It's like you know, like it's something that we're all really proud of because of that. I think that's really like the main thing. The originality is so yeah. like, and the characters are so unique, and like you don't get to see. They're uniquely like relatable, we, though. Yeah, but like, if you, if you, all of us seven walked down the street, people would be like, "Where are they going?" Like, even when we're in Albuquerque, they'd be like, "Who is this group of people?" Like, right. We don't match, but we all do, and it's that beauty of like, not everyone has to be the same to to come together, and like, you know, I think that's what's really nice about the show. So, after your experience at the show, um, what would you pick for your weapon of choice for the apocalypse? Yeah, what would you pick? <laughs> I wanted nunchucks before. I did, yeah. But they don't get in the show. No one gets I know, but you, but you can I really wanted nunchucks in the show, okay? <laughs> I really pushed for it. Um, yeah, I think I'd have them. Although, although I just feel like it's so quick. You've got to have something which you can do quick. Like, even if you have a sword or something, you've got to learn I feel like I feel like if, if you have a sword, you a also got to have, like, throwing knives as well. I'd have a saucepan. What? So, like a, a frying pan? I don't know what you guys call it. Saucepan. Oh, I like Saucepan. that. Yeah. Like the girl in Tangled. <laughs> okay. You know? She's getting stuff done. You know? She's not messing about. What tribe would you guys be with? I think I would be part of the Daybreak. Daybreakers. The Daybreakers? I think I would be part of the Daybreakers. Yeah. I mean, we know them the best. And, like, they're, they're the most interesting in that. They're like eclectic. They're like everyone. Unique, yeah. yeah. It's like the, it's kind of like um, the island of misfit toys. Yeah, you know, and and everyone's there because they're searching for something that can be satisfied in the tribe. It's I think not everybody's like, looking for family. Yeah, right? it's a family tribe. Whilst like the Chimazons are a bit more like vacuous, they're a bit more like they're strong and they're, they're, it's very tough. And it's like, look, the apocalypse is hard enough. You don't have to all pretend that you're all so tough. Like let's all just you right. know take like step back. <laughs> you know. But I mean, it is cool. Like when, when they were casting all the tribes and everyone was coming in, it was like, oh, that's exactly how I imagined the like 4-H tribe. Me or, too. Like, the, no, yeah. The Baker Boy. What was it called? The Bake the Bake Bake Street Boys. That, uh, no, I think we should say that up first. I like that though. <laughs> the Bake Street Boys. The Bake Street Boys. I like that. We should Baker, use that. Baker Boy. Baker. I don't remember. Bake Street. I don't remember Baker. them. The gamers. <laughs> they like baking. <laughs> got the gamers. The gamers. The science people. The is that 4-H? That's the 4-H. Well, they're the they're the I don't know what the right word is. They farm the land. Oh, they're the farmers. Farmers. Yeah. I don't know. It's quite, it's interesting to see, like, I bet there'll be some sort of, like, BuzzFeed quiz, which is like, which tribe do you belong to? Oh, <laughs> and I'm going to take it and be like, oh, I wonder which I belong to. <laughs> How many groups are there? There's a lot. And, and, there's they, a and lot. they grow. Like, there's more and more. There's more that we don't see as well. And that, you know, there's, room, there's definitely much more room for Daybreak to grow. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've just done Glendale, so... <laughs> quite a bit we haven't seen yet, but I'd say that there's a good... There's already, like, 30, I'd good. Say? I'd say there's a good 10 tribes. Plus? Plus, yeah. Remember that? Remember when they did that list on the board? I know, I know. That was crazy. But yeah, there's On the map. Yeah, yeah. It is exciting hearing them, like, create ideas what, what's next. Do you... Are you already... Uh, Oh yeah, we wrapped in April. So yeah, we've done. Sorry guys, we need to wrap it up okay. here. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Tell about the story. So time to announce our competition winner for the New York Comic Con bundle. What yes. Moment. New York Comic Con, Iron Man Pop, as well as the... There's a couple of things from the Nintendo store. Yes. A Hero Mario t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And a plush. Of Yoshi. Yoshi. Very, very cute. So, thank you everyone for entering. I had quite a lot of uh, new followers, so that was good. So the winner is... <laughs> Jade White, ooh. Sorry. A bit of reverb. Um, Jade Wagman at Film Addict123. So thank you so much for entering. Please do DM us your address where you'd like the sending to. Could be work, Indeed. could be anywhere else. Just let us know. Uh, and our new competition. Our new competition. What for are we this going episode? to be? Uh, We're giving away a Jeff Goldblum pop. Okay. It is 
Jurassic Park pop. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, it's him as Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm, so. But doing a very nice suggestive uh, lying down with his shirt open. <laughs> Is it? Okay. We'll put a picture of it anyway yeah. when we do the tweet. So. Okay, so how do they go about entering then, Chris? Right, just head over to our Twitter. So we'll have a tweet somewhere on our page um, and it will just be a case of retweeting and following. Mm-hmm. Did I? Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Thank you. So good luck, everyone, and I hope you win. Hook topic time. Hook topic time. So we asked you guys on Twitter, since we'll be talking about the world according to Jeff Goldblum, we like to know your favourite Jeff Goldblum moment. So this could be a performance from a film or a gig, a meme, an interview, anything goes. So, this proved quite popular. I think it was because <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was trending at the time. Yeah, <laughs> Was he on Sunday Brunch, Sunday morning? Yeah, Something wrong. Like one of those brunch, chat shows. Uh, so, first up, we got Jack in the Geekstalk at Jack Geekstalk, who said, The Chaos Theory conversation from Jurassic Park is one of the best scenes. However, almost every Grandmaster moment is hilarious. <laughs> so, he's in the Jeep with the other two uh, people. Okay. Uh, the people. And <laughs> he's trying to tell the lady about Chaos Theory. And then... They both leave, and he's just talking to himself. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because Jurassic Park is very iconic, but yeah. then he's so good as Grandmaster. He just, yeah. I feel like Taika Waititi, maybe. Did he write the part for him? It just, it feels yes. like him, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like there was probably some adjustments going on <laughs> yeah. on set, mm. just to make it really work. Um, but yeah, it's great. Fantastic answers there. As next up, we got Nerds Chatting at Nerds Chatting, who said, this instantly came to mind and put a gif of him in Jurassic Park walking up to that giant pile of poo, uh, saying, this is one big pile of beep. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic, again. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, Neil from Geico also said, I thought exactly the same thing. (laughs) Nice. As next up, we got Martin Gallagher at Boy Wonder 1989, who put a gif of him in Jurassic Park again, saying, life finds a way. (laughs) Which also appeared in Jurassic World 2, if I remember Mm. rightly. Life, oh, it's the way he kind (laughs) of delivers it. Brilliant. Yeah, great pick. Very iconic. Next up, we got I am Jack's musings. I am Jack's musings. Oh, I can't look at that gift for long. Um, he said, so many to choose from, but I'll go with what I think was my first account with him when I saw the fly at far too tender an age. That shit stays with you. <laughs> and I put a gif of his ear falling off. Oh, yeah. it's horrible. It's horrible. I keep seeing gifts of this and I'm like, I, I, would, I need to watch the film because it's Jeff Goldblum, but no, it just looks <laughs> but gross. No. <laughs> but no. Maybe. Um, yes. Maybe add that to the list. Maybe. <laughs> Imaginary list that we keep writing. Yeah. So thank you very much. Um, next up we've got Robert at That Robster, who did a very similar thing and said, this isn't really a favourite moment, but I remember how much he freaked me out in the fly when I watched it as a kid. Mm. Oh, so glad. <laughs> so glad uh, I didn't watch that when I was a child. I watched a lot of debatable things like <laughs> Alien and Terminator and stuff. When Not debate, well, yeah, for, for children. Uh, yeah. In terms of, yeah. Mm. Mm. Next up, we got Ben from Filmbusters at Filmbusters Ben, who put every single moment is gold, brackets blue. <laughs> nice. um, but a recent favourite is this. Uh, so he did a an interview um, very recently. He was on sort of like a red carpet type thing, wasn't he? Yes. In interviews. Yeah. And the lady asked him something about Spider Man leaving the MCU. Yeah, the because MCU. of the whole Sony and Marvel yeah. breakup. Sort and he was of just thing. like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure and they'll just figure like, it out. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what brilliant. you're talking about, lady. You're so right. This was just a brilliant Jeff Goldblum moment. It just summed him up perfectly, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. it? And then he just started spouting out some... He was like, I don't know what to talk about. So I'll start talking about this. <laughs> and then came back around was. saying, uh, I'm sure they'll sort yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, fantastic. That was great. So that was good. Great. Um, next up, we got False Starts Podcast at False Starts Pod, who said, how about the time he was Dracula in an FMV Goosebumps PC game? Wow. Mm. I did not know about that. I had no idea. <laughs> mind blown well thank you very much for letting us know about that wow Mm. next up we got Jed Wagman at Film Addict 123 he said anything from Ragnarok is just such classic Goldblum (laughs) yes 
definitely. Um, actually, I was uh, I, to research purposes. I was watching a lot of uh, Jeff Goldblum YouTube videos earlier. Sure. And <laughs> he was talking about this because uh, he was doing a thing with for I think he, uh, I can't remember which company it was, um, but he was doing a sort of breakdown of his career, and he was saying how in Ragnarok, I think a lot of it was all improvised. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it. It, it. it definitely works out. He also put a gif, you know, the gif of him in Jurassic Park, you know, with his shirt open and Sam Neill's characters on his chest. <laughs> that one always makes uh, me laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is funny. So next up, we got Sean Wren at Sean underscore Wren. He said, controversial comment. I don't see the love for Goldblum. He seems like a lovely bloke, but nothing special. <laughs> wow. Fair enough, you know. Not Whoa. everyone likes to. Not everyone likes to. <laughs> not everyone has to like everyone. Exactly. It's all good. Variety all good. is the spice of life, as exactly. they say. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you very much. Uh, next up, we got critical movie critics at critical critics. Well, that was uh, a tongue twister. Um, SNL skit: Space, The Infinite Frontier with Harry Caray. Jeff Goldblum was Doctor Kent Waller, the very bewildered interviewee. Well, I haven't watched this one, uh, so. <laughs> That's definitely one to watch later. So thank you very much for suggesting that. Uh, I'm sure we'll watch it very, very shortly. Because yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, we have to. Uh, next up, we got the crossover podcast at MPS 6 who put a video of um, Community. So a clip from Community. Mm. I don't know if you've seen this bit. Because you used to watch Community, didn't you? I watched you? Like season one or something. Oh, okay. Um, I and it's <laughs> uh, calls out Winger in Community for Goldblooming. <laughs> It's very yeah, he was gold blooming. <laughs> yeah, it was the way he was going. <laughs> Just the mannerisms. I think that was quite impressive. Yeah, good one. Good one. So next up, we got the Peter Greenwood show at Pete Gray show. Who said, "Just existing. Every moment Jeff breathes in is a treat for the world that we don't deserve." <laughs> yes, fair, fair play. <laughs> Very it's agreeable. just so positive and optimistic and everything, isn't he? Yeah. He just brings you up, I feel like. Yes. You know, he does that. It's yeah. his thing. Next up, we got Jonathan Sloman at Squiddy UK, who put a video up of it saying, here it is, Jeff Goldblum wished me a happy birthday. Just watch that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you do remember. Good job you were recording it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he was, happy birthday, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Missed it. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, amazing. So thank you very much for sharing that. Next up, we got Shem K at Shem K92, who said, everything about this performance, especially the opening 20 seconds, such a such a great listening of Jeff Faces. Uh, his impromptu Glastonbury film quiz also ranks highly. <laughs> um, so he's playing with his band, his jazz band, called the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. And yeah, his face when he plays the piano is just funny. I don't know if you want to watch the first 20 seconds. Sure, very cool. Yeah, I love all his faces. That was hilarious. It's just such a character. Really, this guy. <laughs> yeah. such a character. I'd love to see him live. I yeah. That'd be fantastic. That would be great. So yeah, good. So thank you very much for that. Uh, next up, we got Jamcan22 at Jamcan22, who said, playing the piano in the fly. Oh, clearly we need to watch this film. Definitely need to watch the fly, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, thank you everyone on Twitter for sending us your comments. Chris, I'm going to... Thank you, guys. ...put the, the mic to you. I don't the know what's the... To me. <laughs> Pass the baton. That's the one. What um, would your favourite bit be? I don't know. I wanted to steal something again. <laughs> right. But I'm not sure. I just really like the guy in general, you know? Yeah. I think anything with him in it is great. I really like the Grandmaster. I think he's great in, like, um, the space one with the, the aliens. Independence Day? Independence Just a Day. small little film. <laughs> Just a small independent <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I like him in everything. I like him in everything. I okay. can't choose. I can't choose. question everything. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know I, I completely just cheat on these often, but I don't care. <laughs> what about you? I think there was a picture that has to be my favourite. I don't know if you saw this. It was him and it was Paul Bestney and it was Taika Waititi okay. and they were all hugging and it would look like they were like a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has to be my favourite moment because it just looks so fantastic and oh, they're all great and it's just, yeah, I'll have to show it you later. I think him and Taika Waititi together could be oh, really exciting. Have you ever seen, there's some, so obviously they did a lot of press for... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Um, there's so many interviews where he's just hilarious, and they both oh, go, go off kit, and watch kitsch, that on YouTube. Off piece, off piece, off I don't know. <laughs> Whatever word that off, is. Uh, topic. Yes. Off topic. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm sure there's a word sure. for that. Um, and they're just, oh, just fantastic, especially both together. And there's one, I think, where he, um, I, I like Wired videos, you know, the autocomplete ones. Right. I was watching one earlier and he, he has one and it's just so fantastic. And um, he corrects, like, the grammar and things. Oh, it's just, it's just great. There's, as you said, there's no one like him, is there? And he's just so quirky and unique and, oh, mm. it's just, yeah, just so optimistic as well. I, yeah. Love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this episode is devoted to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. So yeah, thanks everyone for taking part in Hook Topics and sending us your answers on Twitter. Thank we you really guys. do love it. Um, uh, quite a lot of answers this week, so yeah, thank you luck, so much. Love having a good conversation. So if you want to get involved in that, just go to our Twitter at We Have a Hook Pod, and this is normally like the Saturday or Sunday before we record. Yes. Uh, so just have a look there and uh, join in. Friday or Saturday, ideally. Yes, ideally. Sometimes Sunday. Sometimes Sunday, if I'm feeling naughty. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to take part in any future Hawk topics or let us know your thoughts on any of the films and TV we've spoken about, how do they go about doing that then, Chris? Right, well, most active on Twitter. Go find us at We Have a Hawk Pod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at We Have a Hawk Pod. And we're on YouTube, We Have a Hawk. We also have a website, weaveahawk.co.uk, where Nicola writes lots of lovely writings and reviews. Yes. So what we're going to be talking about in the next episode then, Chris, there's a couple of things coming out, isn't there? Oh, yes. <laughs> that you um, can't remember now. Last Christmas. <laughs> yes. Have you seen a trailer for this? Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you think? You're, you're a big Christmas film fan, aren't you? Yeah, I think I'll, I'm, I'm hoping I'll enjoy it. I think there is a bit of a Game of Thrones curse, isn't there? Um, Maybe. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that one was out. Uh, that is out on the 15th of November. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, as well as Ford versus Ferrari slash Le Mans 66 in the UK. Why do they have, feel like they have to change the title for UK? Mm. Very strange. strange. Uh, I think this one looks quite good. Um, also, what TV are we watching at the moment that we could possibly be talking about? His Dark Materials. Yeah. BBC show. It's really good so far. I watched one episode and really liked it. Yeah. So very exciting. So yes, once again, thank you so much for listening. Really hope you enjoy this podcast and hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.